Hey, what's going on there, Dick Licks? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast, you know. Today is Tuesday, the 30th of July. Fucking August, rather. 2022. <clears throat> Yesterday was a mammoth day. The summer having come to an end. You could, you could feel... The summer scaries, the end of summer scaries. I'm going to talk about the Sunday scaries and how everybody's just kind of like on the threshold of the new week and you're trying to get everything ready for get your clothes out, get organized. What do I need to do? Are there any deadlines? What does the schedule look like at the office? All that stuff. You know, for the kids and teachers of the community, it was buckling down and the bus drivers too and the support staff. Everybody's trying to fucking just get ready for the onslaught that is the new year. And to get into that schedule that they had shunned, for the most part, over the summer, you know? Just a different schedule. Just a schedule of, if you had the ability, if the situation applies to you, well then you were chilling out, you were relaxing, sleeping in a little bit. You know, a little bit... A little bit more of a, uh, a chill mode sort of schedule that you subscribe to. I don't blame you. I did too, even though, you know, I, I'm not a teacher or a student full-time. But you know, I still kind of like, eh, okay, we got a vacation coming up next week, right? Everything's going to be okay. It just seemed a little bit easier on the schedule for some of us. Now, I know some of you are going to be like, well, I didn't have no fucking easy schedule, man. I was in the fucking thick of it every day. I'm down in the trenches. He's freaking, you know, what's his working nine months out of the year shit. I went to trade school, motherfucker. You know, I had to go to work every day. I couldn't even take a vacation. I'm so fucking busy. Like, there's my little analogy against the uh, people complaining about situation that doesn't apply to them, right? Think about that when we talk about the uh, this pittance of a forgiveness, loan forgiveness for for uh, student loans. I talked to some really smart people about that, some patients of mine yesterday, and that was one of the things we discussed. We discussed a great many things, but uh, I love these people. They're folks, father and son. They're brilliant, really smart guys. They got it written all over them. You'd know if you met them. They were pretty thoughtful. So they don't agree. The son said, well, my father or my parents paid for my college, so I'm not going to have an opinion, but I'm going to go with what they say and say that it's it's unfair or it's foolish or it doesn't solve the problem, which there is some credit to that argument. Ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars for a lot of people—it's going to be appreciated, believe me. But it's not going to solve the problem of extremely expensive tuition and uh, interest-bearing freaking student loans that are going to uh, fucking bleed the American, an otherwise productive American workforce, to death. You know, if, if what happens, uh, you know, if what is, it seemed like things were cool for a while, but now we're talking whatever, uncertainty, maybe a recession or 
It's crazy, man. Freaking markets crashed on Friday, lost a thousand points or something like that. All based upon what you know the Federal Reserve Chairman will say, or what he's predicted to say. It's amazing how that sentiment moves. The oracle has spoken. Boom, the markets crash, uncertainty. What are we gonna do? Well, let me tell you. We have a recession. Ain't nobody gonna be fucking there gonna be a lot of bills not being paid by a lot of people. Potentially, hopefully not. Well that's my little analogy against the student loan thing. It's like it doesn't apply to me. You know, I don't have student loans. I went to the military. Or I went to trade school. And I worked nights. I paid all my stuff. Or I was diligent. I repaid all my student loans down to the cent. Because I knew that the interest was going to kill me. You take a loan, you better fucking pay it off. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we wouldn't have to look far before you had a situation that did apply to you. And you were very thankful to get any kind of handout that you could get. Including a PPP loan. Including a... Whatever. A big problem with, and I addressed that with these guys, these real smart cats. I said, well, you know, so this doesn't apply to you. You're not in line to get this because you paid whatever. You paid cash or whatever. Fortunate for you, you had it. You're better fiscally. You saved your money. You saved for your kids' uh, college. You were able to do that. Awesome. You paid those loans off. Very smart of you. Don't assume that the rest of the uh, population equals your intelligence. Because they won't always be on, on par with that. Right? So the situation doesn't, doesn't apply to me, therefore, I think it's dumb. You might have a, you know, this guy did say, well, they should just take all the interest bearing, or they should, no interest. Now, they're doing that now. Right? Nobody has to pay student loans right now, but if you're smart, you still are. And there's no interest accruing. So now's a good time to really throw some extra money out if you have it to pay down your student loans. I have been doing that. And I perhaps will do more of it. But shit, yeah, they take 10 grand off my student loans? Awesome. I'm that much closer to, to paying those bitches off. Anyway, so those end-of-summer scaries, they, they hit home a little bit last night. My wife's been, she's been teaching, uh, she's been already doing, sitting down for meetings, getting ready for the students' arrival. I had a bunch of teachers come in, get their adjustments yesterday, they're heading back as well. So they're already kind of like ready. They've been in a holding pattern, and preparing for the students' arrival. And the students, you know, they're, some of them are excited, many are nervous. There's all kinds of emotions going through the, the minds of, the, of our young people. My daughter, I shared over the years on these podcasts, and she's, she's kind of like selectively shy. She's got some social anxieties that affect her, most notably in school. Does not like school. She does well in school. But 
she's very sensitive and it don't take much for her to write a teacher off as a bitch or an asshole and she just won't give them the time of day. It's kind of like, I don't know, I think that she appreciates when people do that. Lily's a great person. She's incredible talent, incredible potential in this world and uh, I want the best for her. But she was crying last night. I don't want to go. I want to... Why? So how is it that you can stand in front of thousands of people and cheer, do a cheer performance, you know, and compete with a team that won sixth in the nation in that particular category? How can you do that, but you can't go to school in your own community and sit in a classroom and make friends and do all that stuff. She doesn't really, she's not interested in making friends. Which really saddens me, I hope, I mean, she's got friends, but nobody she really hangs out with regularly or communicates with, you know, leans on, like, this is a time when your peer, your peer influence, right, takes over, and your teens, your peer influence takes over for that of the parents, and you start chumming it up with your, your peers and your classmates and stuff, and that's when you make some really good friends, So it's an important time. I'm really, I really want to see her maximize on it and you know be involved in things. I mean, she's a frick shit. She's in eighth grade. She's head of the class in middle school. It should all be gravy. She should be doing her best and looking toward the future and high school. And big brother's over there. He'll help her. So she was crying last night, and then I hear her t- um, pulling on my wife's heartstrings, you know, which, you know, they're like best friends, which is awesome. My wife's got a great mother, my mother-in-law, and they're best friends, in a way. Really close. I think it's adorable. Not something everybody can say they have. So I hear her up there. I, I already gave up, went up there and gave her a hug and said, Hey, honey, you going to be okay tomorrow? She's no, I don't like you like that. I don't want to. Hey, so listen, this is your job. I didn't want to go to work this morning necessarily. I did. You guys know I did. But, you know, it's it produces anxiety to have to go out there on the stage and do your best day after day after day and maintain that precedent. There's a lot of pressure. Everywhere. I wish I could say that it got it got less as we as we get older in adulthood. It's not. If you care about what you do, if you have some sort of pride in, your, in the quality of your work, if you got a good name, you got to work hard to keep it. And so. What is this? Breakfast with Missy. Begin your day with the Bible, breakfast, and engaging discussion. How about fucking no, man? How about no? So I said, listen, honey. I don't necessarily want to go to work this morning. Guess what? I did. And it was mission accomplished. 
I understand you're freaking a little reserved, a little shy, not wanting to do this, but, you know, you also have no problem, like, she wants to go, she's like, oh, told me the other day, I'd like to go to New York City and, like, see, you know, different things and all that. Really? You want to go to New York City and you're shy? What is it that you just, or Disney, she loves Disney. What is it that it just, there's so many, such an overwhelming quantity of people that you can be anonymous rather than being in a classroom of your peers within your community. It's like a big deal. Jesus Christ, go down to the bus stop and say hey, hi, hello to everybody. Don't be that kid everybody thinks is a fucking mute, you know. So I sent a nice uh, message. I was considering sending it last night, but I sent a text message to my loves of my life, my wife, my daughter, and my son, and I said, listen, good luck tomorrow. This is your opportunity to develop yourself. That's your job. You go in there, you become smarter, you become stronger, you become more well-adjusted, you work on yourself. That's what you do. Just like mom and dad go to work. Your mom's the greatest teacher out there, and she's a great person. She's trying to help people show up with her in mind. Remember I talked about showing up. Show the fuck up, God damn it! You fucking, you fat nasty pig. Get your ass to the gym. You know you need to do it. Show up for yourself. You eat a bunch of fucking choking puke all the time. Your cholesterol's way up and you're stressing about going to see your family doctor for your annual physical. Show up for yourself. Make the right dietary changes. Or else you're going to get sick and fucking die. Right? If any goal in life... You have to make sacrifices to get there. You know what you need to do? Start today. Let's go. So it's a little bit like... My wife is the, is the love. She's the one that everybody runs to when they have a problem. And I am... I'm also the love. I had a patient tell me yesterday that... She referred somebody to me about how... It described me as like he's, he's he looks like a marine, but he's like has the kindest heart you'll ever of anybody you'll ever meet. That is on purpose. Alright? Trying to fucking help people, trying to do the right things. You gotta. So I'm hitting her up for a Google review. If you're listening to this fucking podcast. Please, and you haven't already, please do me a little Google review. Go to Healthy Balance. And uh, if applicable, say something nice. Give me a five-star review. People do look at that shit, and they'll wind up. be like, oh, yeah, you got great reviews, man. I saw people raving about you. And, and uh, you know, so it's, it's the way, like it or not, it's the way we get business these days. People find you online and look at the fine print. What are folks saying about him? And of course, that's a sli- that's a can be a problem too, right? One person you rub the wrong way. Who knows? It'll give you a negative review. It hasn't happened yet. Please don't do that. Just tell me, and then I'll fix any problems, any little uh, deficits 
that you perceive if they need they're worth fixing and and because uh, I want to constantly improve I want to show up for you you know show up for me give me a freaking five star review I was talking to this guy yesterday at the office. He's a football coach. Mentioned him before, maybe. It's been about a month I've been working with him, keeping him operational. So, good dude. He was saying that, uh, you know, talking about his you know, troubled upbringing, as did I. I mean, not, not the worst, but you know, he didn't have the ideal situation. Wasn't a very nurturing environment that you grew up in, around. So he's talking about, you know, his job in one of these school districts is helping, like being a school, like, uh, behavior officer, maybe working with the principal, working with the staff to identify kids that are disciplined problems and they need help and they need focus. He's a football coach. So a lot of these kids are also on the football team. They're good at athletics, but they might not be that smart or might not think they're that smart. So he helps get, you know, tells them his story, and they respect him. They respect him because he's a good football player, but also because he rose above some fucked-up situations. So they think, okay, maybe I can, this isn't what I need to do. Maybe I can get out of this situation, this bad situation that I'm in. And they can. So uh, I told him, yeah, my son's got a scrimmage, you know, or a game. He was playing last night. I couldn't make it. It was at 345. No way I was going to make that. But my wife and daughter, Bogey, went over there, saw him, and he, he told me, he, he nursed on a little bit of a strain a muscle pull, and, you know, as a doctor, I'm very concerned, I want to help him, I want to, this young man, I want to keep him fully operational, uh, as, as a man, I also know that there's a difference between being hurt and being injured, right, so the deal is that if you are injured, then you have no place on the friggin' football field, right? You need to heal up so you don't, your acute injury doesn't become chronic. Now, if you're hurt and you just and you're playing a sport like football, you're always going to be hurt, man. You're always going to have some sort of pulled muscle or rolled ankle or something that is not going to keep you out of the game, nor should it, but there's going to be some pain involved. You know, this is like, geez, back to the DDIP day and the DDIP philosophy. People would say, oh, I guess no pain, no gain, right? I would say, no, it's not that sort of thing because we pride ourselves on maintaining a very safe, permissive environment where people can come, even if they're overweight, even if they got uh, some sort of, you know, past medical history with an injury or something like that, they can just do what they can do and train around, and there's modifications for exercise, and you still get your training in, 
but that's, you know, this guy, this coach and I were talking about that. The difference between being hurt and being injured. Hurt is kind of like something, you know, you're in pain, physical pain. Your body's sending you a message like, okay, proceed with caution, but still live your life. Right? We all have to do that. But there's some people who stop and they're like, you know what, oh, I can't. Because of this problem, I, I can't, couldn't possibly do that. You know, I could never do this. I don't think I can make it. I can play today, uh, coach. You know, shit like that, where you might feel like, "Ooh, I felt a little pain." Well, what if this is, you know, what if I'm injured? Which is a valid question and concern. I don't know. So I'm, I come home last night and I'm talking to him, talking about about growth and development. You know, I saw him kind of limping around a little bit, but I could tell just by looking at him and talking to him and the expression on his face that this was being hurt more than being injured. And the Marine in me and the fucking realist in me knows that you just need to keep going in life. Like, if you do that enough, if you, if you stop your forward progress because you feel hurt physically or mentally... You're never going to get much done. And then the other players on the team or the other students in your class or the other people in your community, they're going to do things. They're going to push through and they're going to do things that you will never be able to do because you're a fucking pussy. I'm not saying my son is. I'm not being derogatory about the female genitalia. I enjoy, I love it. Saying it's weak, it's stronger than any freaking penis ever. But you understand what I'm saying? You are gonna, you're gonna, you're, you need to be able to differentiate it. Told him it's something that you have to kind of decide. Like, if you go out there and stay on the football field and push through this, train around it, you know, don't pull your punches completely, but find a way to, to persevere you're going to realize that there's shitload of things that you can do that you never thought you could do. You know, which the coach meant reminded me about a, you know, so from David Goggins, he said about 60% of, you know, when you feel like you're like you need to quit, you got 60% left. What he's saying is that people quit very prematurely. People tuck tail and run at the first sign of trouble. And on the one hand, that's a good instinct to have. And on the other hand, you're being weak. And you need to be able to drive on through a little bit of discomfort and persevere and kick ass and take names. Here I am, going to freaking Country Bride and Jen, these dickheads. I'm going to go in there and get this tux fitting. I hope it's real fucking quick. I'm about 20 minutes early. This is for my pal Emily's wedding. I'm in it. So, there's a narrow window that I have to get in here. Get this fitting and head off to do a million other things in my day. 
my day off. I also have a little bit of um, a challenge to myself today. Talk about persevering. You know, I've talked about men, um, mental ninjury, right? How rather than losing your cool or doing something harsh or hasty, making a mistake in the process, you need to think about your actions and really calculate how is this going to be received. So I'm getting, we want to put this deck in, right? And I've been dicking around with this for a year, probably. A friend's going to come out and help me mark this today. I got the guy, finally got the guy who's agreed to do the holes coming out this weekend. And he's tough enough to pin down. Who knows if he's even going to show up. I'm going to start putting fire under his ass tomorrow. He said he'll be out Labor Day weekend. Yeah, well, when? What day? We got other shit to do, too, you know? So I got this email this morning called PA1 Call, which is a markout text. They come in and put a spray paint around your uh, electrical and your gas and all that stuff in preparation for a dig. So you don't fuck anything up and blow your house up. And it's an important thing to do before you do any construction, right? So I called them up and I forgot. Well, I didn't forget. There was a... Because uh, I got the permits for the deck and everything is legit. This guy, fucking Kurt Klingerman, who I'm sure he's the nicest guy in the world, but you imagine being some suck dick permit officer or zoning officer for a township. You got to... Every time somebody calls the PA1 call for the markout text to come out, you gotta email people and say, hey, just let you know, before you do that, I need fucking schematic, I need a, you know, this much money and a permit for this to dig, make sure you do that before you do anything, okay, fucking guy, on one hand, he's just doing his job, and on the other hand, what a suck dick job hassling people. Plus, I've done all the follow the right courses. Now, especially with the third party inspection agency, I hired them, got that complete, we're legit. Now, with the, um, I gotta pay, increase his fucking palm with $100. He better not make that difficult. So I gotta find a calculated way to respond to his email so that this doesn't ruin my day, because it shouldn't. I'm not gonna let it. Alright, I'll talk to you anuses later. Huh! <laughs>